Selena the stripper, uh, four leaf clover. <laughs> I'm sure that the DJ would like to be curvaceous clover. Oh yeah, yeah. But what I want is clever clover. Clever clover, yes. That's so cute. I feel like it could be like a character in a children's show. <laughs> clever clover, clever clover with the clues. Oh, clever yeah. clover, is that a clue? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, guys. Um, this is the final. Part of our three-part episode series about so you want to be a stripper, baby stripping 101, the real like baseline of what you need to know going into the club because so many people have a million and one questions, mm. and we've got a million and one answers apparently. Yeah, we could go on and on. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. For days. There's something that oh, I want to talk about discrimination in a moment, but right now. <laughs> <laughs> but right now we're gonna start off with our segment historical host <laughs> this week we have a controversial another controversial historical ho actually because last week we were talking about malcolm x and um definitely some controversy there i hope our uh ankin uh hoteps don't come at me for it <laughs> like no how could way. you reveal that how could you reveal that black what, masculinity what are you saying no what are you trying to do he wasn't feminized black man <laughs> he wasn't doing tricks <laughs> <laughs> like whatever bro they, they just said that in the magazine because they wanted to smear his his honor his reputation i can't believe they would do that a, a real black man would never like another man or get money for it anyway not true not true at all Shout out Malcolm X for turning some tricks and being a sex worker. And that talcum powder. God, if only I could find somebody who wants me to pour talcum powder on them. What is talcum powder? Baby powder. Oh. Although I think... So they've done, like, some studies on talcum powder, I think, recently. Is it asbestos? Yeah, I think... Well, I don't know if it has asbestos, but it has, like, some carcinogenic something in it and so like there's been like i know johnson uh, and johnson baby powder i think had asbestos right like what (laughs) what like let me just put a little asbestos on my baby just like a dash a little little sprinkle a little sprinkle (laughs) you know what this baby is missing asbestos (laughs) that's really great for uh for your development okay so historical ho this week is roseanne barr roseanne Bought the bar, Roseanne. Um, you may you may recall Roseanne from her uh, bigoted co- uh, what is it bigoted tweets yeah. she had that got Roseanne canceled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shout out to those uh, racist tweets because you know what what you say at like fucking three a.m. in the morning is probably your truest self. Well, like, I mean, like kind of. <laughs> yeah. It's the no holds barred. I could pull them up. Yeah, actually, you should pull them up while I give this little rundown. So before she was known as Roseanne, um, in 1994, uh, in a 1994 Vanity Fair cover story, um, so we're going to quote from Vanity Fair and also uh, Hornet.com from this wonderful article outlining some uh, famous sex workers that you may not know about. So, uh, Roseanne Barr, formerly known as Roseanne Arnold, uh, confessed to Kevin Semis, Sem, Sesums, God, white people names, it's so hard, um, Kevin Sesums, that she had worked as a, a sex worker in her 20s, 
turning tricks in a mall parking lot. She outlined that and many other details in her uh, memoir, Roseanne, My Lives. She says in the Vanity Fair article, quote, I think prostitution should be legal because the way any society treats its prostitutes reflects directly on how it treats the highest, most powerful women. Fucking shout out to that, Roseanne. Uh, continuing the quote, it has always been here and women should be able to control it and regulate it. Prostitution is business. You know, I expect completely unwoke things from Roseanne, but I have to say that that is like some very woke, uh, some woke quotes dropping from the Roseanne. Um, So shout out to Roseanne, historical hoe, also part-time racist. (laughs) I'm more like part-time historical hoe and full-time racist. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if... I can't seem to find, like, the articles don't want to really show what her tweets were. So I'm looking at, do you have them in your memory? Because I wasn't paying attention. I thought it was, like, something about Michelle Obama. Oh, interesting. All I could find was, like, Muslims or something. Um, Let's see. I wish I could, like, find it, but um, I don't know. I mean, she's, like, said some cool stuff about, like, being fat and women she's very much a feminist but oh, okay so she attacks ally with racist tweet da 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 um I don't know Roseanne said something about the oh President Obama <laughs> is like the Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes having a baby <laughs> oh yeah yeah oh man there's this it's, Barr it's just, originally staked out an unusual position on the Trayvon Martin case, somewhere in between liberals who wanted to see Zimmerman convicted and conservatives who saw the case as a gun rights issue, but not really in line with either. She said, too bad Trayvon was unarmed, or GZ would be the dead one. <laughs> <laughs> Caps like arm all teenagers. Oh my God, was, wow. <laughs> that like took so many turns. <laughs> I had no idea where that quote was going, and it took me all kinds of places. Yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, like, fucking George Zimmerman, that piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And, like, the piece of shit, like, fucking sold the gun that he used to kill that poor baby angel, mm-hmm. Trayvon Martin. That's so sad. Uh, and yet that man continues to do all kinds of trifling shit. Oh, really? George Zimmerman? Yeah, he's, he's like, continually doing stuff. He got, like, locked up for various things and selling the gun and then, like, just continuing, like, to talk about racist shit and, like, pro-gun shit. Anyway. Oh, she, um... Okay. Yeah, I guess it's that she also, like, promoted a Holocaust-denying musician... And Dope, she's denying the Holocaust. <laughs> a massive supporter of Israel after... Uh, fucking Zionists. Yeah. Oh, man, I cannot. I cannot with Zionists. Like, shout out to Jewish people, holla, but, like, not shout out to Zionists. And she was also, like... You're not invited Trump to the Trump supporters barbecue. are not racist. Okay. I guess... All right. <laughs> <laughs> she's She's got some opinions. Babies in cages, you guys. Babies in cages. Babies in cages. Okay. Um, so, historical hoe, Roseanne Barr, she was out there turning tricks, and she's ominously an advocate for the legalization, or slash, I don't know if she's pro-legalization or decriminalization, 
um, I guess she says legalization of sex work. And uh, that's a stance that everybody should be taking because whenever something is legalized slash decriminalized, you can regulate it, you can provide supports, you can find ways to provide proper health care and other like necessities to people who in like a high risk kind of occupation. Like it's it's the way that you create change. Just like, you know, you want to regulate drugs and help prevent the opioid crisis or like mitigate the opioid crisis, legalize drugs and figure out like proper ways to treat people, treat it as like a mental illness, treat it as a health crisis, treat it, treat it, don't criminalize it. Anyway, off my soapbox. Oh, and she called the Me Too founders hoes. Wow. Called the Me Too founders hoes. Um... (laughs) You know, some people... Says Kamala Harris slept her way to the bottom. Wow. Kamala Harris slept her way to the bottom. That's really something that I never thought of. Um, I never considered that. I have other problems with Kamala Harris, like the way that she supported SESTA and FOSTA. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just her very, like, milk toasty like democrat position she's really not on like the far left in any sense and she could definitely do more for social change and being an advocate for you know non-large business things (laughs) but anyway yeah so we were talking about your first day and auditions and everything and something that i did not bring up or i don't know if i fully went into it um, is discrimination. So we kind of talked about how, like, there's clubs for big bodies and small bodies and stuff. Um, but it's just, there's definitely going to be some discrimination. And I'm just going to say black women. Like, the dark black women are going to have a hard time in, like, any club situation because it's, like, no matter how skilled and amazing you are, like, people won't, maybe won't even, like, let you in the door if you're dark black, Mm -hmm. if you wear your hair natural, um, if you have dreads, although I do have a friend who has dreads, and she is amazing, and she's working it, and, you know, but she doesn't, she's been rejected from, like, clubs that I've gotten into because she has, like, a traditionally African hairstyle, and, um, so people will definitely discriminate according to race, People will discriminate if you're too fat. There's, like, a level of acceptable fat, and white women can generally be, like, a higher, le- like, can be a bit fatter than yeah. than black women. And if you're fat, it has to be in the hourglass type of way. Yeah, it can't notice. be, like, pot belly fat. Yeah. Um, big yeah. boobs, big ass. Big boobs, big ass, not small titties, big belly, like, reasonable-sized booty. Um, there's definitely like a lot of parameters for what an acceptable body is. Um, if you have too many tattoos, um, a lot of clubs will reject you too. Mm-hmm. It depends on how hot you are, how white you are, um, or light skinned or Latina. Like Latinas can have like a lot of tattoos. If oh they're, really? Like, white Latinas. Oh, yeah. white Latinas. Okay. Yeah, but not like black Latinas. Um, I feel like also like to to clarify like I feel like Latinos don't get this, um, but there's like a color spectrum. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like whenever you're like actually in the country, like people will say like oh morena, uh, mulata, negra. Oh. <laughs> like there's gonna there's like a whole spectrum whenever you're like out in Latin America and South America and on and on. But like whenever you're in the United States, everybody's like oh Latino Latino. It's like all the same thing. Like no, it's really not. And there's definitely like still chromatism within like. Latino communities within every community within every community for real um 
So yeah, so I'm I think like white people are pretty like they they might bring it up, but if you're white, you're white. <laughs> so yeah, they're like, oh cool, she's tan. Yeah, and like you could be like, you're s- white as snow. You're <laughs> so white, but it's delicate. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Wow beautiful you could be like white italian you could be white scandinavian you could be white irish white russian you're all just variations of white that spicy mayo Mm. um you know i mean it's like you're you're just not going to receive the same level of friction for the most part but i definitely have like seen um fatter white dancers who did get fired because the bosses were like you're too big and they just they're like well we don't feel like it's conducive to the look of the club which is just some stupid fucking discrimination because a lot of people like big bodies um i definitely see i've seen it in like so many clubs that there is like a real preference toward like bigger women um not at the club that we work at currently but other clubs um people are pretty open and like into it and and that's like the thing like there's like such a wide range of like preferences but there is also like this kind of there's like a pressure to like visibly to like visibly want something um versus like what you like deep down in your in your uh genitals feel like ooh, that's hot you know, like we want to, we, there's like a person that we're into, but the person that we want to be seen outside with is maybe like a different thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the club, even like, I think a lot of people maybe don't go with the people that they have a preference for because like, there's like some stigma about it or like they feel like this internal shame. Um, oh, I wonder how that plays into when people come with groups. Oh yeah. There's so much more peer pressure with groups. Like because guys will be like oh she's ugly but like maybe a second ago his friend was like giving her eyes and then he's like oh no I can't have that desire anymore so like they're just like okay well not anymore (laughs) let me turn off the thing that I like (laughs) um and just go back to being fucking milk toast a milk toast human um so you know get prepared for for that for those kinds of rejections based on those things and a lot of like the discrimination is very subtle so sometimes it'll just be like waving you away and then maybe sometimes you'll notice a trend like for example for a long time i was i like i get shooed away a lot by like northeast asian guys so like Hmm. koreans chinese um japanese although at another club like they were totally down with me but i also had like big curly blonde hair at that time so i was like extra exotic looking oh um but now that i'm like back to like dark hair and stuff they're like oh no thank you like they're just like will wave me away and sometimes i'm like i'm not even gonna fucking try with this guy i mean it's like it's not it's not reasonable to like discriminate fully but like sometimes you just you like notice a trend (laughs) I stay away from, like, um, South Asian guys. South Asian guys, yeah. And I I give the, um, like, East Asian guys a chance because so far none of them have turned me down. Like, mm. Yeah. Um, except for, I mean, this guy didn't turn me down, but it was because he was like, since you're new here, I'll buy a dance with you. Oh. <laughs> and it was, like, a pity thing. That's really interesting. Yeah, but... Um, yeah, I mean, I've had a lot of problems with South Asian guys, too, because... Well, one, um, things are, like, priced down a lot whenever you go to, like, South Asian places, and, like, there's, like, a lot of, like, pretty overt, like, um, 
sex work out there. So like full service sex work, prostitution type things. I don't like to use the word prostitution because it's not correct. I say full service whenever I'm referring to that in case you had a question. Um, so like there's like a lot of full service available for like pretty cheap prices and stuff like that. Um, and, and also like culturally in a lot of those places, it's like, it's just part of um, the culture to bargain down everything. Like you mm -hmm. bargain for your food, you bargain for everything. Um, and so it's like a constant hustle where you hustle and they hustle and it's like a back and forth. But I'm American and I'm not accustomed to that. And so yeah. it feels like they're trying to devalue me, but really it's just like a cultural thing. Yeah. Um, it's really frustrating though, because I'm like, I mean, I wish that there was some sort of acknowledgement of the fact that in the US it's a lot of our jobs are entirely based on like tips, tips. Mm -hmm. because this was an issue when I was working in restaurants too was that there would be like large tables of um, South Asian people and then they would have like a 100 plus dollar tab and demand a lot of like extra service like mm -hmm. can you get me like extra salt extra like lemons um, and like things that are like kind of free mm -hmm. and then they wouldn't leave a tip at all or maybe yeah. if it was a tip it was like five cents yes oh my god it's like just like the, the leftover change from like the, the, the cost of their tab yeah yeah so and then another thing with like South Asians is like the like I've been like like touched way too many times like just like on the floor by them like they feel like oh just because you're close yeah. to me means like I'm entitled to like touch your breasts and like start groping you and shit like that which is obviously not cool like I in no way consented to that I sat in this guy's lap and then he just like before he even said anything he just like like put one of my boobs in his mouth and then was like Ew. hey beautiful and I was like wow oh, like you think this is normal behavior yeah I was like I'm gonna go like that's such a fucking violation yeah These fucking bitch like fucking bitch asses <laughs> I mean I hate to use that word because like it's a pejorative term that only like we only have like for women I mean in Spanish you can say puto but like it still doesn't have the same kind of punch um but anyway yeah what a piece of shit like mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah I definitely do like I keep my distance with South Asian men and I find like ways to like not be directly on them a lot of times because I know like that they're probably going to try and touch me more. I feel like also every time that I've talked to them they'll be like um like they'll be the types that are like I will buy a dance with you later but they really mean it later but they yeah. keep calling you over and yeah they keep wanting to talk and they think yeah they like want to have like this long-term conversation with you yeah and like maybe they will buy a dance with you but I also like have been asked for sex like a million times yeah but I also had like I want to like point out an outlier I did have this group of South Asian guys um they were all Indians to be specific and um they like all bought dances with me and they were reasonable they didn't try to do anything they respected my boundaries and they tipped me decently it wasn't like a fucking amazing tip it wasn't like the it was like a mediocre tip but it was a, it was a reasonable tip and i was not mad at it mm -hmm. and, and like it was like it was interesting because they all bought a dance with me like it was like one guy would go with me and then he was like okay now it's your turn friend and then <laughs> the friend would go with me and then like he was like okay perfect now last friend your turn <laughs> and I was just like, this is interesting because um, there's just like this weird monogamy 
type like quasi monogamy that happens at the club yeah. where there's like a bit of a taboo about like you sit on one guy and then like maybe his friend was the one that actually was interested in you and so like you try and sit on his friend but then they're like oh never mind like yeah i'm not interested but like if you'd sat on like the the other friend like to start with they would have gone with you but like the, yeah there there's just like a lot of feelings of like oh well she didn't choose me first so mm-hmm. i'm not gonna choose her even though i like even though I like her and I'm attracted to her and I wanted her to sit on me in the first place, like, there's this weird pride about it. Yeah. And also, like, there's just, like, I don't know, people don't want to share. They feel, like, that that it's, like, somehow, like, less special if, like, they share you with their friend, like, 99% of the time. Whenever some guys share, I'm like, wow, you guys are fucking amazing. Like, fucking evolved people. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. in the end, like, it's a transactional relationship. We're all having fun. Like, you can vibe with me and your friend can vibe with me. And, like, why not share? But, yeah, then you all have the exact same thing to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> or you have, like, similar things to talk about. And, like, you can, like, just... It's, like, a fun thing, like, to share. Yeah. You know, sharing is caring, you guys. It is. You learn this in kindergarten. You can learn this about the strip club. um so let's see so we talked about stigma co-worker relationships we we kind of like touched upon it so whenever you're the new girl there's like you're fresh to the club and people are all the girls are going to look at you and like kind of size you up a little bit like the veterans will know how long you've been stripping just by looking at you. Oh, <laughs> like they always be, know. It'll be like clear as day. Like they'll be like, "Oh, she's never danced before," mm-hmm. um, or you know, like, "Oh, she's danced at a few clubs before. She has like, you know, she's got the pleaser. She's got like yeah. a decent enough outfit." Um, and then there's, you know, if you're if it's like really your first time, they'll, they'll you know, like they're just gonna they'll say something like. Is it your first club? They'll be like, oh, is it your first club? Is it your first night? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know... It, Lately, people have been switching to, how long have you been dancing? For oh, nice. That's so nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like whenever people are like, oh, you're like, you know, she's had some experience. They've had some experience. Um, they're, they're there. Um, and they acknowledge your experience. It's nice. Yeah. Um, so, like, being the new girl, it's like... You know, it's hard, like, and being a new girl anywhere, um, you're going to have to make new friends. People are going to look at you. They're not going to know what to think about you. Everyone kind of, the way it feels, I think, being the new girl among all of the new, I mean, the other girls is kind of like um, how they depict, like, middle school and high school <laughs> being the new girl. Because you walk in and everyone's talking to everyone but you. Mm-hmm. And they might look over at you for a second or, like, look you up and down and then, like, continue on with what they're yeah. doing. Oh, my God, exactly. And you open your locker and you're just kind of hanging out by your locker and, like... You're kind of hanging out alone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, like, you, someone who's, like, a little new or has been new recently might approach you and be like, Hi, um... And they'll introduce themselves. Yeah, they'll introduce themselves. You're like, hi, how are you? Like, um, how are you liking it so far? Like, there's always going to, like, there's 99% of the time there's going to be, like, some nice girl who's, like, wants to talk to you and, like, get to know you. And um, At my first club, most of the people were new, actually. 
Um, but I was working day shifts, which it was usual at that club to have new girls work day shifts. Yeah, I mean, a lot of clubs, like, will put new girls as day shift so they can kind of... Well, I mean, I honestly feel like day shift is bullshit, and then, like, they're just giving you, like, the shit work because it's, like, you're you're new to it and all. Mm-hmm. Um, Basically, you're there to populate the club in case someone does walk in so it doesn't look... Or, like, that's how it yeah, was at my yeah, club. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're creating the ambiance and, mm-hmm. and all of that, so they... Like, like kind of they day shift new girls so that people are there for that shift but it's like really a bullshit shift that most clubs um maybe a bit less at the club that we work at now because like there's like a lot of regulars who have been coming for years who come during day shift because like they're like business guys and they're at the convention center and they just want to like stop lunch by break. for a lunch break maybe or a ma- business meeting maybe a business meeting or maybe da 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 like there's a million reasons why people come i in was early. so shocked when i found out that people come into the club for business meetings yeah <laughs> and it's like they'll bring their um like women associates yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't know, usually everyone looks like a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> or sometimes they all look like they've done this all the time. Yeah, they do this all the time. And they look really annoyed whenever you try to interrupt a meeting. Yeah. They just like stare at you like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, we're like, trying to have a proper business meeting in we this We didn't club. come here for the ladies. We, we came here for here the here dim for lights the and the zero tables. Yeah. <laughs> we, did, we came here to... Red Bull. We want like $12 Red Bull. Yeah. I'm only about that $12 Red Bull. There's something about the taste of $12 more. It's baffling. It's truly baffling. Because, like, are they all wanting to kind of just have, like, boners while they Yeah, like, are you just <laughs> trying to, like, hang out and have a boner with your colleagues? <laughs> <laughs> like... Yeah, and then, like, the women are, like, they're... I just feel kind of bad, like, because either if you're a gay woman or if you're, like, into women, then it's chill. But if you're not, if you're, like, just, like, a straight woman and you're in the club, it's, like, it's not fun for you yeah. in any way. It's it like, there's nothing there for you. There's nothing there for you. And then, like, these poor, like, straight women try to be, like, it's okay. I'm cool. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm, like, whatever. Like, you don't need to be cool for these men's sake. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm just like, you're, you're too good for this job. Just like people like to say to us. Oh, you yeah. could do better, sweetie. Oh, the women <laughs> say that? Uh, well, I mean, like some, some women do, but I mean like customers who are like trying to say like Captain Save-A-Ho shit. Like, oh, you could do better than this, sweetie. Hmm. And I kind of feel that with like straight women who end up at these business meetings at strip clubs. I'm like, how alienating and like how like fucked are you if you're a boss bringing your like straight female colleagues to do business at a like what club? is that business like i wonder because it's mm-hmm. like i it's mean like, it's casual enough in a way where they're just like time to go to the club everyone yeah. like they're like you know what's fun <laughs> doing this thing that you have no interest in kind of like gives like me why not michael just go to scott fucking vibes. applebee's yeah it's so like <laughs> michael scott <laughs> it's like in the fucking episode of the office <laughs> like so uncomfortable um, I had, like, another thing. It was, like, oh, my God, it's, like, this one male boss and then ten of his female colleagues all at the strip club. It was only him. <laughs> I was, like, what are you doing? And they all, like, they all looked like, I don't know, like, nurses. I think they were all nurses or something. And, and it was just, like, none of them looked like they were having a good time. They were all, like, sitting off at a corner and they all looked like really confused. <laughs> oh my god! He's like, "Oh no, you poor ladies! Like, what are you <laughs> doing here? This guy seems like a total asshole." Yeah. 
Oh, wow, that's ultimate. That's like a whole other level. It's a whole <laughs> other level. <laughs> it's maybe the most uncomfortable thing I have ever I've ever like, witnessed. Big power move because there's no one in that group or maybe like there were some maybe there secretly, was one like, there was maybe like one lesbian in the group. Yeah. And who knows if she was out, but like yeah. like it's just this guy and his like ten ladies, yeah. and he's like, "We're going, uh, come We're on, we're going, guys. We're come gonna have fun. <laughs> Why don't you like strippers? <laughs> like we see the nude body, nude nude female body every single uh, every day. Day. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it any different? At this the is club? a study of anatomy. It's just a study of anatomy, guys. Can't you just have some fun? <laughs> That's, it's so fucking, it's, it blows my mind. <laughs> I had, like, a nursing student come in to say that he knows how to pleasure, like, the female <laughs> body because he's a nursing student. He's, wow. like, studied it. Wow, he's, he studied the body? <laughs> he must be, like, fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, I wonder if, like, the course on, like, sexual <laughs> on pleasure. On anatomy. <laughs> anatomy. It's good. It really aided him. <laughs> Yeah, because if there's one thing we know about the medical industry and America broadly, it's that we really promote educating people about pleasure. <laughs> like, oh, that education, all about fucking pleasure. My sex ed classes were only about orgasms. Yep, it was just about orgasms. <laughs> it was about how to flick that bean and jerk that turk. <laughs> yeah, after they taught us how to, like, slide condoms onto bananas, we all deep-throated. Yep, that was it. <laughs> yep, it was after the condom conversation, they were like, okay, so now you're going to lie down and masturbate to pornography. Here's what <laughs> porn you might like. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. That, you know, people say all of the craziest shit. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of which, let's take a quick break to have some text from clients. Um, I'm going to shout out to Rob, who um, I have had a conversation with and I who I wrote a couple stories about um, because he's terrible. He's a person that I truly dislike. And um, here's some messages he's sent me. Uh, <laughs> I hope you are okay and have simply been busy. On the other hand... You may just be pissed off at me with your fiery Puerto Rican passion. Oh, well, I saw this and immediately thought of you. He sent me some uh, lingerie pictures. Hope the sun is out wherever you are. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, I have some client texts. I don't... This client, we'll call him... Um, Annoying, and he says, <laughs> Annoying, <laughs> he sends me the same gif every day. Oh my god, it's like this little fox orange fox holding out a flower, yeah, holding out like a little daisy. It's like offering a daisy, but he sent the same fox emoji gif or whatever the fuck it is like six times, yeah, six different occasions. Yeah. I'm like, Don't you have like a whole gif keyboard if you have that single gif, yeah, right? Like, where is he pulling? <laughs> this from where is it from like did he just download one of them he's like oh i only need this one how did he search it (laughs) fox holding flower looking a little bit like i don't know the expression of this fox either it's just like i'm a sweet little fox how about a flower but um he says um he said hey are you and your family all right on the account of the earthquake 
um, he lives on the East Coast. And I was like, yeah, thanks so much for asking. It was just a little shake. And then he goes, my pleasure. I wish I was there to hold you in my strong arms to keep you safe, warm, and protected. (laughs) Heart, heart. I love keeping you safe, warm, and protected. (laughs) Dot, dot, dot. So sexy and romantic. (laughs) I'm like, are these, these aren't sentences. (laughs) I like want to take this man back to grade school and be like, okay, sir. And then, and then he says, are you... Also, are you and your family all right? There was a second quake. This was a few days later. And then he sent the gif and this like another kiss smiley. And then he resent the message. My pleasure. Even though I didn't respond. <laughs> my pleasure. I wish I was there to hold you in my strong arms to keep you safe and warm and protected. Heart, heart. <laughs> I love keeping you safe, warm and protected. So sexy and romantic. <laughs> I was so disoriented seeing that. <laughs> and like, did he just copy paste it or like, did he just like really need to reiterate the the image of his strong, safe arms? <laughs> This client was all about the strong, safe arms. He just, yeah. I feel like you should call him strong, safe arms. Because <laughs> you don't have his name saved into your phone. And I do not remember it. There's, like, a million clients who I have, like, uh, like I forget their name, so I'm just like, uh, sorry, I forgot your name. Old, bald man, art dealer from London, question mark. Oh, my God. Wait, you say that? Yes, I'll just, like, put that as, like, their contact information. Oh, but um, also, this is the guy who's Catholic, and so sometimes he'll ask if I went to church. Yeah. Like, on Sundays. And did then send, like, a Did you go to church, smiling. Clover? I just need to know. <laughs> did you go to church? <laughs> Take me to church, Clover. <laughs> I'm an usher. He was actively trying to convert you. Yeah. During a dance. Yeah. He was like... He was slapping my ass, and he was saying that you have so much to be grateful to God for. But he wasn't saying it in, like, a sexual way. It was just, like, stating it matter-of-fact. Like, you should be grateful. Like, spank. (laughs) Um, Oh, I have some more from from Rob. So uh, we're talking about nerds and stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like, nerds are cool. And he's like... After you told me you like nerds, I have been depressed all afternoon because I don't think of myself as a geek, despite the fact I have three engineering degrees. I believe my athletic background and MBA makes me more social slash slash normal. I hope you're feeling better and getting back into your routine. Oh my god, that is so funny. He's like depressed. He's like depressed that I like said a positive thing about people. About nerds, because he was, like, talking about how he has to manage nerds and how it's, like, hard to talk to them. And I'm like, well, like, maybe they just don't like talking to you. But, like, maybe that was just, like, in my mind. In my mind, I was like, maybe they don't like talking to you. Maybe they're just avoiding talking to you, Rob. But (laughs) I didn't say that. I was just like, oh, you know, like, nerds are fine. Like, I like nerds. And he's like, I'm depressed. (laughs) (laughs) This man had so many insecurities. Yeah. And yeah, and then afterwards he's like, I am chief engineer on a missile warning program. I am responsible for a 750 million payload contract. Is that nerdy enough for you? Question mark, exclamation mark, <laughs> question mark, exclamation mark, LOL. Sorry you have still have the sniffles with your figure. If you get a chest cold, I am certain it will be a doozy. LOL. Have a good evening. What? <laughs> so I want to be a doozy. I'm like, okay, what are you talking about? Like, I have a chest cold, and he says it will be a 
doozy <laughs> because your with my figure like I don't cool. understand is he saying your chest just looks like it would just be <laughs> my totally my shaken. breasts because they're nice means like I should be ill <laughs> yeah. and so if I'm ill it's I don't, I I'm literally don't understand the logic in what this man is saying. Like sometimes it's like these thoughts are so completely incoherent and off the wall. Me trying to make sense of man logic is beyond me. Yeah. Especially like this guy he's like I don't know, I guess he's like a baby boomer or after baby boomer. He's what? like I forget. I don't know how old he is honestly. How old does he look? He looks like 70. Oh. So you mean like before baby boomers? Yeah, pre baby boomer. I I forget what that generation is. I think he might be a baby boomer still. I mean, like there's a really wide age range because now for like boomers. millennials are like from eighty five, so ten years older than me. Mm-hmm. So like thirty five ish. Yeah. Um. So then. Yeah. An- so that's like a what twenty year twenty year age difference, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Or wait, no, eighty five to ninety five, so that'd be a decade difference. Yeah, yeah. So when was baby? I don't. Know. I don't fucking know. <laughs> fucking baby boomers. Yeah. It's, I don't know what generation he is, but he's from a whack generation. That I didn't know he like looked seventy. I was imagining this guy looking like, because I've heard a little bit about him. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard I've, a lot about him. Heard a lot about him. He's he like one of my funny. client horror stories, where he was just like really emotionally demanding like he would text me every day like all day various things like at first it seemed sweet like he would like take pictures from his hikes and he was always doing like these super long hikes like nine mile hike today 13 mile hike today i hiked up this mountain here's a picture of me on a mountain look at this beautiful sight yeah and then he would like take pictures from his rose garden because he like had roses and stuff and then after a while it became like this like weird like emotional like kind of like abusive language stuff like just like crazy mind games crazy like jealousy Mm -hmm. and and like one time he was like i want to take you shopping at agent provocateur for some lingerie and i'm like uh maybe but i want to bring a friend not just for safety reasons but also because it's like god it's such an emotional drain like going out as a sex worker with a client to like do shopping or whatever because it's such an apparent situation like yeah me a uh, like young brown woman in her 20s him an old white man in his 70s what the fuck do you think is going on mm-hmm. like it's just and he just like could not for the life of him spare any empathy to the situation and he was just like oh well i'm disappointed you would say that i'm very hurt uh, i thought that this was going to be something serious but it seems like you won't be able to fulfill my needs yeah and like wow well, man. He really dragged it out, too. He like did. It, it went beyond this. He had so many white tears. Oh, uh, oh the man. He could cry a fucking river. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but also, like, the f- the two guys that we um, hung out with at, like, the mansion. And yeah, hung, yeah. The mansion in uh, Manhattan. But, like, they were also, like, really old. Like, one of them looked <laughs> like he was 90. Yeah. He had, <laughs> he had, like, the fucking concave body of, like, the super elderly. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and still was just... No, it was very... Con- wait, is concave... Or oh, wait, convex, convex. Yeah, it was very convex. Yeah, thank He's you for correcting the, me. The bloaty tummy. 
Yeah. And he w- they were like inviting us to hang out again and I thought that it was going to be like a situation where they paid us or something and but it was really like they wanted to get like dinner with us and I'm like are you kidding me like I can afford like a really expensive dinner on my own and then I wouldn't have to spend time with you yeah no one would be looking at us like we the first time like they paid us like each like a thousand dollars and some well some more than a thousand dollars but yeah well they paid me more than a thousand because I was with them for longer but mm-hmm. like in total like two thousand um afterwards but yeah it's like if you're not paying me a thousand dollars i don't like don't talk to me (laughs) don't talk to me um okay so i just threw out a a money number and a lot of people have questions about how much money you can expect there is so much variation you guys and it's really going to depend on the club it's going to depend on the night on the hustle the season there's a lot of seasonal fluctuations and monthly fluctuations So, like, some places um, you're going to have a really slow summer, or some places you're going to have a really slow winter. Um, A lot of places you're going to have a slow winter, especially, like, around Christmas time or, like, after Thanksgiving. Holidays are always, like, well, no, not always, but ones where it's more Mm family-oriented, I think it's, you won't have people. Yeah, Valentine's Day... I've worked on Valentine's Day, and I swear it was, like, the saddest holiday. It was just, like, a bunch of, like, heartbroken, lonely people. Oh, my God. Who were so depressed. And I thought, like, oh, maybe I'll make bank tonight, because, like, we had a a Valentine's Day party, and it went well for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, then working on the day of Valentine's Day was such a mistake, so I left early. (laughs) Because it was just, like, the vibe was so depressing. It was, like, my girlfriend left me last month. Smallest violin. We've been together for three years, and... I'm just, you know, I'm trying to get over her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, okay. Um, also, you're going to have some money fluctuations uh, around the first of the month. So, oh, yeah, up people to, paying, like, rent and stuff. Yeah, whenever people are paying rent and utilities and stuff at the first of the month, there's kind of, like, a drop-off. But also, people get paid on the first a lot of times, so this, there might be money, too. It's really going to be a toss-up, and sometimes your regulars want to come in on a certain day that happens to be at the end of the month, and usually that's a slow time, but, you know, they want to be there, so that will change your money um, levels. So what can you expect? I would say my lowest day that I ever had, and it was at a topless bar, and I was one of the skinniest girls there. And I'm not that skinny, but I just am, like, skinny compared to the girls there. You're really skinny. You were, like, a size zero. What are you saying? Well, I mean, like, I, <laughs> it's, I, like it's not like I'm totally flat, though. Mm. Like, I have boobs. I have, like, a little booty. Like, it's not yeah, it's not anything to talk about, but it's, like, fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, there are definitely some girls who are, like, flat in the front and flat in the back, like little snake yeah. bite titties. And who, who, like, when their legs are together, they don't touch even a little bit. Yeah, there's, there's like, like, total thigh gaps the whole way around. Um like I would say like you need to have you need to be a little thick like in the right places um at most clubs but anyway um worst night ever or worst day I I worked a day shift fuck day shift if somebody if club day shifts you don't work there (laughs) is my advice unless you're so nervous that you want to kind of have a day where you just feel out I I liked my first few shifts working Mm -hmm. the day shift because I was also getting wages Mm -hmm. um like, I was getting $60 for six hours. So, I mean, which isn't a lot, but it was enough to be like, okay, I'm getting money. And I'm also learning how to do some tricks because the, um, 
there were some people who'd been working at that club for five months at mm-hmm. that point um, pretty consistently and so they were good at moving and they showed me the ropes and um, <laughs> like here's a rope <laughs> <laughs> we have so many ropes actually we do aerial here uh, aerial only <laughs> just kidding but um, yeah and also just sort of Uh, talking to the occasional client who would come in. It's a good practice grounds if you want practice and if you're really shy like I am. Because I'm the shyest person. And if you kind of want to like dip your toe in the pool. Yeah. Um, Because night shift, it's going to be like a decent number of girls who are reasonably experienced. And it's intimidating to walk in on, honestly. Like if it's your first, like working at um, Selena's club, I've been pretty intimidated even still because since I was mostly working day shifts it was people who weren't really doing like all of these like dropping into splits and like climbing up a pool upside down type of stuff yeah um there's like a lot of really like talented dancers at my club I mean at like most clubs like especially in LA like the pole slash dance scene here is out of this world mm -hmm. um I mean I don't know about Florida Florida might top us and Atlanta might top us but I mean, L.A. strip clubs are known for a reason, because the girls are bomb, the tricks are amazing, like, the floor routines are amazing, and it's just, like, it's an experience. Um, And I guess for me, I'm, like, kind of, I'm, like, a fuck it kind of person, like, um, YOLO, and I go hard, Mm -hmm. and... um, so like my first audition she's like the best dancer at the club <laughs> though I haven't seen her climb up the pole upside down I'm sure you could do it yeah yeah I, I think I could do it but it depends on I wonder how that person was doing it because I think it's like this snaking up yeah it was um, like a warming up it like yeah. with your boots but like yeah still impressive because I couldn't pull myself up that way um, I mean, I've I've used to try to do it. So I've, like, done a, a lot of, like, uh, pole conditioning exercises and stuff like that. Um, so I am really strong, and I can do I can do a bunch of pull-ups, you guys. Uh, you'd be yeah. surprised by how many pull-ups I can that do. That was impressive. <laughs> I tried doing, like, I did one pull-up, and that was fine. And then when I did the second one, I threw out my neck for, like, several oh. days. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, can I pull up, but with my neck? <laughs> I don't know how I did that, because I was like, oh, cool. But it was, like, because each, it was with all of my strength, each pull-up took maybe, like, five seconds to get up. And so, like, by the second one, one it was just like you're not supposed to be doing that bitch like you gotta drop it (laughs) get off of this oh my gosh yeah when uh we were on set one time and like killing time there's a pull-up bar and everybody was like like okay your turn not everybody's turn like we're all gonna take turns and show how many pull-ups we can do and then i i think i did like seven or eight pull-ups at that time and everybody's like what (laughs) (laughs) but you know you got that upper body strength whenever you're like doing pole stuff man i'm really strong i'm finding out yeah yeah yeah. mesomorph that mesomorph body mesomorph i kind of like it it's like a really cool weapon because i do not work out i never work out but the fact that i do anything like even twice a week means that i'm bulking up like Mm -hmm. really quickly yeah and i'm just like I'm a good fighter. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I can do that game, you know, that lightsaber game where you hold, you know, like grab my hand. Uh-huh. This, and you're supposed to not, like whoever slices the other person first somewhere. Oh, wait, how does, oh, you have to like 
go across the body. Or not go across. You just have to touch them anywhere. So okay, the, so m- podcasting <laughs> is not a visual medium. So it's kind of like if you were to like be kind of doing thumb war, like hand position. Or actually, it's more like if you're a shaking your shake, hand. But you keep the, your index finger out. You keep your index finger you're out. You're facing each other like you're dueling. Mm-hmm. And you don't want the other person's finger to touch your body. Yeah. So it's kind of like wrestling. Yeah, kind of like arm wrestling, like a variation of arm wrestling. Yeah. Um, but it's full body involved. Yeah. You move all over a room, all over everywhere. Yep. Um, yep. But I'm really good at that. Oh, um, so to get back to the question, the lowest amount of money I've made was $40. Ooh. Wait, oh. wait, like, and I guess that's without wages included. Not wages. There were no wages at that time. I've made this zero. Was- for the record <laughs> like a few shifts like my first three it made zero dollars <laughs> yeah so um it was kind of crazy to me because like my first night that i ever worked at a club and this was out in baltimore um wow i just had to burp right there sorry guys <laughs> sorry guys um it keeps coming <laughs> i made like four hundred dollars and that was like it was definitely decent and I was not I I was really thrilled at the time because I was working for really fucking bullshit money like working minimum wage at this job that I hated with a boss who would just like yell at me every day I was like wow yelling that's real great communication Mm. um so it was just like really stressful and then like in one night I made like four hundred dollars which was kind of what I was making like it was about what I made over like two days or whatever at my other job so, I mean, I was apparent I was not making jack shit money. But anyway, um, but yeah, so I just showed up and f- I guess also like whenever you're a new girl, you have like new girl energy and people just are, they kind of gravitate toward it. It's almost like you're a virgin again. Yeah. <laughs> like when you're a new girl at the club, they're like, oh. So far, that has not been my experience. Everyone hypes it up, and for the life of me, I'm, like, looking, and I'm looking for whoever they are rumoring to care about new girls, but everyone is, like, if they catch wind of me being new, they're just kind of like, oh, that's cute, um, (laughs) you're cute, uh, cool. Oh, cute, never mind. Yeah, because they want someone who's gonna really, like, put it down on them. Yeah, put it down on me, put it down on me. It just, like, it looks as though I don't know what I'm doing, and so I probably won't give them their money's worth is kind of the vibe I've gotten. Oh, uh, yeah, like, they look at you and they're like, she's too innocent for me. Yeah. I, I can't do it. <laughs> like, I've gotten the rare person who kind of has some sort of DDLG kink, and I kind of um, to, would you want to tell everybody what that is? Daddy, Dom, little girl, kind mm-hmm. of. So it's, yeah. like, people who um, are into innocence. But, like, specifically, DDLG is a lot more explicitly, like, um, you pretend to be a little girl, I'll pretend to be your daddy. And that might even include, like, diapers. Yeah. That might include you taking shits. Yeah. <laughs> it includes you, maybe crying and being bad being a brat wearing mm-hmm. like onesies or shit like that loving stuffed animals mm-hmm. your stuffies using your baby voice dad mm-hmm. yeah we can't have mom catch us <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's catholic guy shout out catholic guy shout out catholic guy what is it uh big strong arms big strong arms. shout out big strong arms <laughs> keeping me safe keeping me safe <laughs> <laughs> fucking his daughters. Fucking his daughters. I know, like, too many men who 
actually, yeah, no, because of the way that I am, I do get men who are like, yeah, um, I like girls the age of my daughters mm-hmm. or something, and it's really creepy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like I personally teens. like don't have a problem with guys who like women who are like their daughter's age as long as like we're legal age and shit like that like it's creepy more if it's like underage i have a big issue with it but unless like no even still i have issues with it (laughs) (laughs) i guess it's like because i like to date older people like i like to date older men and women so it's just like a preference and i don't i don't know i just when i was 15 i was dating like a 23 year old so i have a little bit of like um thing about it Mm -hmm. um because that was definitely just like a really predatory relationship yeah but then I think it still carries and I think it's just like as I get older and I look at like someone who's like 16 or even someone who's 20 it just feels such like a completely different point in my life yeah and the grooming that happens Mm -hmm. that yeah when I was 21 I dated a 19 year old and that was really weird for me and I felt really bad about it the whole time I was like I didn't mean to have a crush on you like we were just like a tinder hookup and then we just started dating Mm. um 19 I could not date 19 again I could not date younger it's just uh, no um so anyway so as far as like money so $40 is the lowest I've ever made um, now there's minimum wage out here, so it's, like, $60 for, like, a six-hour shift. Although, like, a lot of clubs, it's, like, $14 per hour is, like, the minimum because they're, like, wa- raising the minimum wage out here in California to $14, so a lot of clubs are just, like, let's just fucking skip to the $14 per hour mm-hmm. thing. But even still, like, your money goes to taxes, so it's still, like, 60-something for Yeah, so you won't get your hours. taxes back until tax season. So, um... I mean, it's just going to vary a lot. Um, And then on the high end, um, I've made like 2,500 in a night. Ooh. Yeah. That was with one of my favorite regulars who is currently in town. Shout out to uh, Nickname Danny. Mm. He's my favorite. He's uh, my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I sh- okay, so quick quick story. Um, I shared Danny with Clover because um, I was away this past weekend at a wedding, um, and I, he was like, uh, you're not going to be in town. I'm like, no, but my sister... I like that you sister- kind of made an accent just then <laughs> when you said, you're, you're not going to be in town. You're not going to be in town. That's <laughs> <laughs> like my most leprechaun accent. <laughs> Is he a little leprechaun? He's a tall leprechaun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So I was like, I'm not in town, but my sister is in town, and also my friend is in town if you want to see, you know, if you want them to come and visit you. So, yeah, we, like, arranged it, and so Clover has met met him, and we haven't even talked about what all happened yeah. with you guys. <laughs> I, like, my favorite thing about him is that he has, like, the best uh, dirty talk because it's, like, out there dirty talk. Mm-hmm. Like, it's always, like... So you see that girl over there. I want that waitress. She's kind of cute, but you know, you would look a lot cuter in her clothes. So I want you to steal her clothes yeah. and put them on. Yeah. And then they could pretend like I'm fucking her and I'm fucking you at the same time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, okay. Oh my God. Or, or he's like talking about like we're fucking and then, um, and then I want you to pee all over me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, I have so many things shower. to say about <laughs> that meetup, but it was all—it was like fun overall. I was like, "Danny, you're the best." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's kind of how I feel at the end. 
Um, yeah, he's he's so funny. And he's so funny. He always like has some fun hotel shit. Like, and he's like so chill too. He's just yeah. like okay, whatever. He's like, like okay, like I just went. You know, if you're not into it, that's fine. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> like we'll just stop. Yeah. Um, very good about consent and and talking and communicating. Yeah, it was like a very like, I mean, because I don't do like um like full service or even half service i just was kind of like there i was a presence and an outlet for like fantasies yeah so yeah so like there's such a wide range i mean cardi like talks about making like three thousand dollars i heard about somebody who um what's his face i forget the name of this fighter um Anyway, it's it's somebody who fought McGregor a while ago. I, I cannot for the life of me remember. Um, dear God, I'm so upset at myself for not remembering because I try to remember the names of like UFC fighters, but it blows. It, it you know what? Whatever. Anyway, so this fighter came in um, to the club and apparently he threw like ten thousand dollars on a girl. Whoa! Like what the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, so. I was working at one of those clubs where that kind of thing could happen, but that was where I made $40 because that club was geared toward thicker girls and also girls with, like, major implants. So ass implants were, like, everywhere. Everybody had ass implants. And, like, it's totally dope, and I kind of wish I could get behind it. <laughs> That's oh, a pun. Oh, oh, ass oh. implants. Let me get behind it. Hey. Um, but Derriere. Derriere. Um, <laughs> but I just, I don't want to, cause I don't want to stretch out my butt. And I also like know that those things need to be adjusted like every eight years or so you need to like get implant adjustments and like lifts and stuff to keep them like looking reasonable and not saggy and funny. And I'm just implants like, migrate, yeah. they kind of flip, they can flip upside down or inside, you know, it's like hot on people, but also like. There's something that's so pretty to me about, like, just, like, bodies that, like, kind of, like, sag when they yeah. get, like, older and, like, become, like, yeah, like, like, old people. I think saggy bodies are nice. I think, like, all of the body variation is nice. I like really big nipples. I like small nipples. I like tiny boobs. I like really big boobs. Fake boobs. Fake butts. I mean, I'm, I'm down for pretty much any body, all bodies. Bodies are great. But, um, but yeah, so, like, with a lot of those like really um you know like baller type clubs where like rappers come in like fucking 50 cents and too short and whatnot like that's places like like uh aod or like hofbrow or like crazy girls and stuff like that which is like they can be good if you're a girl who has gotten some work done or if you're just like naturally like really curvy um and you have a pretty face um, but I'm not actually curvy, so it just wasn't a good fit for me. Um, and also, like, at those clubs, uh, they, a lot of times, because they're known as, like, celebrity clubs and stuff, um, with celebrity dancers and whatnot. You gotta have, like, clout. You gotta have clout, and also you gotta sell, like, a lot of, like, so, for example, I think at Crazy Girls, you have to sell, like, something like $500 in champagne bottles what? every week. Mm -hmm. Oh, my I don't, God. Yeah. How much is a champagne bottle? I want to say it's like a hundred dollars or something. Oh, okay. Well, that's. Yeah, I mean, it's still. somewhat reasonable, but it's also like you know they're like buying that shit champagne, and it's like, you know, to hustle that kind of thing. It's hard to hustle things that you don't like believe in. 
you know you're like oh this champagne is very shitty but you know what you should buy it (laughs) yeah another thing about like i think being coming from i don't know not a rich family or being like a little bit poor yeah is that it's really hard for me to want to sell anything almost because i'm like this is crazy this is extortion yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's definitely how i feel too i'm like but how could you want to spend a hundred dollars on this bullshit when you could buy it for twenty dollars yeah um but you know you got to think like a rich person because like it's all about the status and stuff Mm -hmm. i was like talking to danny about like vip stuff and he was like, one time I went clubbing with my brother and we went to this cool club. Um, it was like one of those uh, like invite or like uh, you got to be on the list type clubs. And my brother got me in because he was like, oh, I know this person and this person and this person. And then um, whenever we got in, he was like, it was nice. And there were like all kinds of hot people, pretty women and all of that. And I was like, oh, this is fun. Nice. And then he was like, and my brother was like, no, we got to get into the real VIP now. And so the guy, so the brother, like, talked them into the VIP room, and there were, like, like less than half of the people that are in the main club in the VIP room. Like, it was, like, mostly empty. Oh, my and God. And then the brother was like, well, there's actually this extra super VIP room. What? That we need to get into. <laughs> and so he, like, hustled them into the super VIP room, and then it was just the two of them. Whoa. <laughs> It's, like, this crazy, like, status thing. That's like, so funny. <laughs> and, like, in that special VIP room where it was just the two of them, like, all of the drinks were, like, $100. Holy shit. Yeah. Did they, like, stay in there? They chilled in there? I have no idea what they did. Danny was just like, I don't know why we did this. <laughs> he was like, "It's it, these places aren't fun. Um, but, yeah. So, money, there's a lot of variation. So, we'll kind of, like, wrap up the final thing with what not to do because there are so many things not to do okay you guys yeah so yeah don't dance in front of the stage if you are not the person on stage don't put your hands on the stage of the girl who's there don't talk to the customers who are sitting at the stage that shit is rude that shit will get you into a locker room fight and definitely listen for the um dj saying like kind of their get off the stage cue Mm because I've accidentally danced through (laughs) that and he was like I said it like five times and was really pissed and I was so mortified because like this the girl after me was just like I've just been like waiting here wow yeah yeah you don't want to piss off the other girls so like try and listen for your name and it's definitely like quite chaotic trying to hear for your name whenever the club is really loud the DJ maybe says your name like once or twice and they're like playing a song over you and you're trying to like be involved with your stage set so really like try to pay attention to the end of your song I just remember (laughs) him saying something that was like for me ambiguous at the time it was like get on down or something and I thought he was like hyping me up <laughs> i was like yeah word yeah you're there, like get down hey yeah <laughs> there hey. were like a lot of people <laughs> hey. around the stage and people kept like flocking over so i was like guess i'm doing good like <laughs> <laughs> i guess i'm doing good and they want an encore yeah <laughs> uh no girls will get upset about that because um the stage is kind of like your fucking sushi conveyor belt mm-hmm. so it's like everybody gets on you do your like fucking 360 twirls your and your little dance good. and like people like get to see you and make a decision like oh like i want this salmon roll to dance with me true um oh when men walk like right in the door 
wait like a second i think because they'll turn down the first few girls that ask them it depends on the guy but yeah if they're they're not a regular if they look new or something if they look new or if they look shy like give them like until they've gotten their drink or whatever Mm because there's usually like a one drink minimum at all clubs even if it is like a red bull um so like give them a second to get their drink and sit down um but i mean that's not a tried and true rule because i have definitely seen girls like come and just swoop and pick up a guy and i've definitely done it too like that's true just like they just came in and i say hi and they're like let's go for a dance right now i think lately the trend has been like i just got here just kind of want to look at the sushi conveyor belt a little bit longer see what types of sushi there are before i settle on one roll yeah i think that's generally like how guys are um i mean it doesn't hurt to like introduce yourself and be like oh hi well i just wanted to say hi you know like um welcome to the club and i hope you have so much fun like i'll catch you later do that yeah that's like a it doesn't yeah. quite hurt to introduce yourself, but just, like, don't... I mean, you can be pushy, and some girls are fucking amazing at being pushy, and that's mm-hmm. how they make their money. Um, especially... Oh, my God, I love the Russian girls who, like, don't speak much English at all, and they'll just, like, continuously be like, okay, so we're dancing now, yes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they, like, get people to buy dances and shit. Oh, my God. I'm like, get it, get it, lady. Yeah. Um, don't do too many drugs or drink so that you lose track of your money i have been shortchanged on money because i was too drunk i mentioned this in the last episode but um just you know be careful you have to be your best advocate you got to make sure that um you come out with what you worked for because it's really hard and you don't want to like have your labor uncompensated or undercompensated yeah. Don't leave your purse laying around. I used to leave my phone everywhere, do all over the it. club. Don't do it. Girls would be kind of annoyed. Like, it was because I was working day shifts and no one was there except for the girls. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I got it through my head that also some people do steal. Yeah. People definitely steal. There's, like, substance abuse problems and stuff like that um, among dancers. And also, with, like, customers steal. Mm-hmm. Um, customers have, like, walked off with girls' bags and shit like that. Mm. Um, Sometimes they might try to pick up money that's fallen on the floor. Oh, my God. Customers. Oh, my God. The broke-ass customers that try and pick up dollars on the floor and, like, either keep it for themselves or give it back to you makes uh makes me so mad yeah i just want to murder somebody when that happens i'm like wow if you are that broke can i talk for a second just like derail but like about the guy that was named hank that was watching you dance and watched you get down from the stage but thought i was you (laughs) while you were still getting down (laughs) from the stage (laughs) he was like i was watching you on the stage and i was mesmerized i was mesmerized my name's hank (laughs) and then he gave me he gave me two dollars wow don't spend those two dollars in one place First, I was like, what if he gave me a 40 right now? And I was like, I'm about to be given a moral dilemma of do I give this to Selena or do I just keep this a secret? Mm -hmm. Just kidding. I would have told you about (laughs) it and I would have asked you what you think. (laughs) And I probably would have given it to you. I would have been like, whatever. Like, I don't care. (laughs) Um, Okay. Another thing. Don't tell people your real name. Have a real fake name. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, mentioned this in the last episode. My real fake name is Alana. Mm-hmm. So if people are like, Selena's not your real name. Tell me your real name. And I'm like, um, I don't know. I don't know if I can tell you. Um, it's Alana. And they're like, oh my gosh, I'll keep it a secret forever. Alana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah, so have like a real fake name. 
um, for people who are really persistent and they're like, I'm not going to buy a dance if I don't even know your name. Yeah, how can I trust you? How can I trust you? I already told you Do my you name is Rob. Me? Aren't we in love? Aren't we in love? <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't tell a customer your life story. They don't need to know. And also, like, the they Mikey don't d- care. They actually don't they care. They really don't care and they don't listen. Mm-mm. No, it's it's really like they're hardly in it to listen to you. When they ask you a question, they kind of are just doing it out of like courtesy or awkwardness. Yeah, it's like this strange courtesy that's not at all courtesy. Yeah. Um it's just like don't keep it short. Even if they ask you like a deep question like so what do you like want So what do you want out of life? Yeah. <laughs> Just be like, um, I want a family one day and a husband and I want nah, nah, nah. like whatever. Just like come up with some really like boring ass bullshit and that'll pass for them. Mm-hmm. Um, just because you don't want to waste your time. And that's like the real thing is like whenever you get too deep into this, you're going to end up in conversations that take like 15, 20 minutes. And but then, like if you're in a VIP set, yeah, you can kind of. Oh, you can go in if you're in a VIP set. Fucking talk your ass off at that point. Yeah, because then it'll make them feel like you have a connection. Yeah. Like, you don't want to talk too much, but, you know, like, feel free to, like, talk a little bit more during the sets and stuff once they've paid for things with you. But otherwise, like, if you're not getting paid by them, like, don't go too deep into things. And also, like, another reason not to do that is because sometimes people start to know you too intimately and they Mm -hmm. start having feelings. They do. About, like, oh, I'm taking advantage of this real human being. I have... I am a being. I had a regular, (laughs) and this is very past tense at this point, um... But he only came twice. Mm-hmm. He came he came once the first time, at which point he was like, I have feelings for you by the end of the night and I'll I don't even wanna like jerk off unless you're there right next to me. <laughs> I wanna like fuck you all night. Yeah, like, <laughs> I wanna be exclusive with you. My yeah. new stripper girlfriend. But he was also like, I've had a girlfriend for nine years and I just like can't cheat on her, but I wanna come visit you every time she's out of town. Like and it's not cheating. It's just like <laughs> Like, it's just it's just a whole thing, and this is probably fabricated. Like, my feelings are probably fake. He was so emotionally confused about this. Yeah. So he came People back. People really have full internal monologues. As soon as, as soon as she went away again for, like, the 4th of July, he was like, I have to come see you again. She's gone. Like, and he came, and he was like, also, like, sorry I blocked you. Um, and, like, I hadn't noticed because, of course, I'm not texting this oh, guy. Oh, he blocked you. It was news to me. I was like, okay, this guy's been having some sort of emotional wow, turmoil. Wow, he's been going through some turmoil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he was just like, um, I just, like, it's it's just so risky. And I, I had such a guilty feeling. But it made me like you even more whenever <laughs> you, like, said... Um, when I texted you like the next day after and you responded like hope you're not feeling too guilty about everything like I just knew like I just knew we have a connection um it's an internet connection and and so like all of this is going on and he's like I walked into the club and I've never been in a club where everyone's naked but I saw you and you're the only one I was looking at you're the only one I care about and I only have eyes 
for you. Oh, my you. God. It was, like, kind of overwhelming because I just felt this person's emotions, like, yeah. coming down upon me. And I haven't thought of him at all. But, like, <laughs> he, like... <laughs> you have not crossed my mind, sir. Like, no, not even... Like, I've only been kind of worried about him having these feelings. And I was like, oh, cool, he hasn't texted me. That's nice, was my one thought this past month. <laughs> You're like, oh, wow, great. Less of an emotional burden. And he was like, we have to get drinks. Let's do something. And I'm just humoring him mm-hmm. for, like, money. And he, I'm like, yeah, we do. We've got to be friends in real life. Um, even though it wouldn't work because you'd block me as soon as your <laughs> girlfriend gets back. And uh-huh. so yeah, he texts me, like, two days or, like, the day after the fourth and is like, um, it's just come to my attention that this could never work and I have to block you for good this time and I'll never see you again. Like, Wow, man. It's like he had a whole drama going on. He gave me a full-on, like, it was pages of breakup text. Wow. Just pages Client on Client breakups are a real thing. They're real. Client breakups are so real. And sometimes they're emotional. Mm-hmm. Because you're like, oh, man, I have to break up with you, but money. Or, like, sometimes they'll, like, break up with you because they have so many emotions going on. And it's hard to not, like, f- like I guess, get involved in someone's emotional involvement in you in a way. Yeah. Because it's like... Because it is an emotional labor. Yeah, and it's like, and I mean, I care about the customers that care about me. Yeah, I mean, you can't, like, divorce, like, sexual interactions from, like, emotions. Like, I mean, you can kind of, and it depends on the person, but, like, there's still emotions involved. We're still, like, we're multidimensional people. Yeah, yeah, it's like, I'm here for... Like, if you if you give me money, first and foremost. And, like, he was, like, a pretty generous customer. He was like, let me just... What dance were you hoping to get with that guy? I'll buy it. And Ooh, nice. I know. It was, like, really sweet. Like, nice. he was like, you don't have to look for anything in anyone but me, though. Wow. Was, like, his vibe. <laughs> I'll be your everything, girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but anyway, let's get back to these oh, things yeah, not yeah. to do. Um, so don't push yourself to work when you're feeling really sad unless you really need that check. But I would say it's really important to take time for your mental health because it is very demanding dealing with people, like being this like full contact with people. And um, it's important to be in a happy place because people, we communicate so non-verbally. And whenever you're feeling down, it's like it's palpable. Like you can kind of feel it coming off of a person that they're just not feeling well or that they're having mental health problems or that they're sad or depressed and it's kind of like it's like you omit this like oh no no thank you like kind of juice Mm -hmm. (laughs) like this whole like people can sense it coming off of you whenever you're feeling sad and it's so hard for me to work whenever I'm feeling sad um now I'm like a little bit better at it because I'm so practiced and I can kind of plaster on a smile and shit like that but But there's definitely times where I have taken off because I just couldn't do it. Or, like, I leave early because I'm feeling sad. I have mood dips around my menstrual cycle, like, right before my period. Mm, um, so I definitely will take time or be more gentle, be gentler with myself. Do managers get mad if you leave before the end of your shift because you're sad, though? Isn't that... I mean, like, it depends. Early? Like, at our, at our club, like, if you just say, like, I'm feeling really sad, I'm going through some stuff, they'll be like, oh, okay, like, no worries, girl, come back later. Like, you at, at our club, like, they're really flexible. And also, like, a lot of times, it's, it just depends on how many girls are there. So, like, if there's, like, 35 girls, like, you can usually, like, leave if you need to or if you want to. 
um, because, you know, there's only so many customers and it's honestly better for the other girls. And mm-hmm. sometimes managers are like, damn, there's too many girls working tonight, but there's not much I can do about it. Yeah. I, I felt like it was fine that I left kind of early on in the um, 4th of July party night. Because mm-hmm. there were like 50 girls or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You were totally fine leaving early. <laughs> um, I bet all of those managers just made, or like all of the um, salaried people made so much money that night. I had to hustle so hard to like make my grand, but you know, whatever, it happens. That's cool that you did the full grand. Because it was pretty hopeless at the time when I left is how it felt. Ay. It was like, you were like, I got like three racks VIP on, racks sets. On, racks. racks on, racks on, racks. It was crazy. <laughs> you know, I try to leave with a rack if I can. Um, at least once a week. So, I would say don't promise extras you don't plan on fulfilling because you can get fired. So if you so there, this is a problem for multiple reasons. Um, like we all want to say like, oh yeah, we'll totally bone if you take me up to the hour long room and pay six hundred dollars and then you don't want to at all and you just want to like leave a guy. but you can get in trouble because one, it's illegal to like s- promise that you'll sell sex to somebody and you could definitely like get uh, in legal trouble for doing that and the club could also be liable for like for you uh, saying that you sell sexual services mm-hmm. um, and that's why a lot of the things that happen in the club are really discreet and like people will use like coded language or they'll whisper about things that they do or whatnot um, I want always wondered because inside of the rooms they have cameras yeah they do have cameras um, so like Who's watching these vids? Like, who's the surveillance watching uh, You know, people? it's really unclear sometimes. Like, sometimes uh, managers will be there. Usually it's just kind of like an ongoing um, CCTV feed so that uh, you just, like, have it in case something bad happens. So, like, say somebody gets, like, robbed or assaulted or something, then there's video evidence of it. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times nobody's watching the, um, the screens. They're, like, doing other things in the office or whatnot. But, and, and you don't know, like, maybe they're up there jacking off to, like, what's going on. <laughs> it's, like, kind of the nature of the biz. I, I also, like, wonder sometimes if, like, um, dance rooms end up in, like, Pornhub or whatnot, like, the mm, camera feeds. But yeah. That just will be a, a question that plagues my mind forever. <laughs> I usually use it as an excuse. Like, if a customer is like, but come on, like, I know you're into it. I'm like, if they're really pushy, I'm like, do you see that camera up there? My boss is literally watching me right now, and I could get fired if I do anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, also, like, sometimes these cameras don't even work, and, like, they just have, like, the light on, and it's just, like... You know, it's just decorative to, like, make people feel like they're being watched. Like, um, but it has no live feed, so... That's freaky. I would prefer if it did, almost, even though (laughs) it's been, like, a source of stress for me. Mm Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, don't promise uh, extras that you don't plan to fulfill because you could get fired, you could get in legal trouble, you could get the club in legal trouble, you're a liability. Um, Just, like, try not to do that. Um, Don't start petty shit. Because you're going to have to follow through that with that petty shit. Um, and, uh, you know, you're going to end up in a fight. And it's just it's just fucking messy. It's sloppy. Um, you should be there for money. You should be there to, like, come home with your wages. Um, and not to, like, start shit. And not to, like, waste your time. Don't spend all night in the locker room. Because uh, you're not getting paid there. You're really not getting paid to hang out in the locker room. Like, um, it's just you're gonna waste your time and it's like you could be doing so many other things like you could be home watching documentaries like me Mm, yeah (laughs) 
So, like, try not to, like, whenever you're at work, you should be working. I mean, I know this is, like, maybe redundant because people kind of understand that. And that's, like, with any job, try to do your job at your job. But... I mean, feel free to give yourself a break give like, yourself when you breaks, need a yeah. break. And it, especially if you need mental breaks. And also some mm-hmm. people might get overstimulated really easily. Like maybe there are um, like a, a spectrum people or something. Like, yeah, people who are on the spectrum and stuff. Yeah. That's, um, like, it's, that's totally real and totally valid. But just generally, if, if you're healthy and you're doing okay for the most part, like try to stay out of the locker room. Go. Get your money and go. Yeah. <laughs> um... And then I'll say one last thing. Uh, don't talk shit about people who give extras. Don't talk shit about full-service sex workers because, you know, we got to be in some level of solidarity because we're not free until we're all free. True. And um, you got to be out there, like, be there or just get out. Like, that's just the real real talk, you guys. So we have... Um, Another question. Oh, what's uh, a, oh commercial time. Commercial time. Brought to you by The Real Clove. <clears throat> Cars could have looked cooler. You got your Jeep, your Porsche, and your Toyota. But what about your cool car? Jesse's toy box is full of the coolest cars. What shape do you want? We've got it. Tree, foot, RV, boyfriend, lizard, and more. Each car comes with its own scent, designed to smell just like the shape of your choice. You want an abstract vehicle? No problem. We've got abstract scents to match. Enter the splatter zone for a Jackson Pollock paint job. Or if surrealism is more your game, we have bendy clocks, disjointed noses, and ants crawling over everything, a la Dali. Come visit us today at 69 Car Place, East Los. Beautiful. <laughs> That's okay. fantastic. And we're back. And we're back. Um, so let's take a question from our listeners. Uh, I was romantically involved with someone who occasionally frequented massage parlors. He was also someone who was struggling through sex addiction, and my first experience with massage parlors was through my interactions with this guy. And quite honestly, uh, it has turned me off completely to the very concept of massage parlors that sell sex too. I don't know about I don't know much about the massage parlors, and I have also seen through the news that they are often complicit in sex trafficking. What is the place of massage parlors and more, quote, accepted sex work practices, such as camming and stripping? Um, P.S. I realize I am coming to you with a question that stems from my personal pain. Well, shout out to you for being vulnerable and um, talking about this. So it's definitely like it sounds like there's some complicated issues at play um, because he's struggling with sex addiction. And, like, Mm -hmm. that's, like, a whole different level of, like, of issues because it's somebody who has, like, some boundary issues and who has some obsession uh, issues. And and that seems, like, somewhat unrelated to him getting, like, full serve or getting happy ending massages. Hmm. Um, Do you think it's unrelated? I mean, I I guess it kind of seems like it's because maybe he isn't getting, like, he wants even more... I mean, in some ways, it's kind of like it could be a way that he's trying to treat it, like by paying like a professional to help him because he has like this like intense urge slash need that and like that could be like a way that he's trying to like satiate that in like a healthy, like um, no strings attached, like safe sex place, Um, which I think is kind of like, I mean, that is kind of reasonable. I mean, I can understand having trouble being the partner with the person who's dealing with this. Um, 
like how that could be a struggle. Yeah. Um, I mean, massage parlors, um, like that sell like sex or sell happy endings. Like there is definitely a problem with sex trafficking. Um, a lot of the people who work there are immigrants. Um, and um, they can get entrapped in things because like sometimes they'll steal their papers and stuff like that and they're stuck like kind of in this indentured servitude situation yeah um, but there are also like consensual um, massage parlors where people are in it and like they're healthy they're working they're doing well they're like citizens and stuff like that and it isn't a question of citizenship is part of doing massage parlor happy endings as opposed to escorting or something because of the safe space kind of that's provided in a way? Um, it's a safe space, but I think it's also because, like, it is, like, immigrant-run. Mm. A lot of times it's, like, you hear about it through, like, for example, your Chinese newspaper or something. So you're, like, reading it in your language that they're looking for workers and they're hiring and maybe you had some trouble finding employment in other industries or things like that. Um that's one example. But I also, like, have a friend who goes to massage parlors and, like, you can kind of tell from the vibe of the place like if people are in coercive situations Mm, like I feel like you just kind of you know like whenever somebody's like doing their job and they're like feeling fine it's like totally something that they consent to versus somebody who's like under mental duress like there's just like a sense about it and I think you just have to be attuned to that and not put your money in a place that is coercive um so I think that you know you can't just like put you know an umbrella on top of it or put it like put a blanket kind of statement on it that says like you know massage parlors are all complicit in sex trafficking there are some that are there are some that are employment opportunities for people that you know provide years of wages and years of like just uh works job security mm-hmm. so and there's going to be a lot of variation um and i'm sorry that this this caused some pain for you um with what this guy was doing but um, I mean, I don't know exactly what he was doing, if he was, like, purchasing, like, sex, if he was, like, having sex with the, the workers or if he was... Um, I mean, of course, I don't want to totally discount, like, queer forms of sex because a hand job is sex and a blow job is sex. Yeah. And, like, what is considered sex, there's so much variation. And I don't want to just go, like, for the whole PIV, penis and vagina, very cishet understanding of intercourse whatever that bullshit so it is a form of sex but um but i think you know treating sexual addiction is complicated and and i think it's just like it was going to cause some problems already like that kind of thing like sometimes it's just like somebody puts all of that sex drive onto you and they make you feel inadequate for not fulfilling those needs and it becomes like a personal attack on you and so it can be good to kind of, like, mitigate that pressure that they have on you by going to professionals. Mm-hmm. So, um, unequivocal answer. <laughs> I'm like, well... I don't really even know what to say about it, because it just sounds... Like, it, it was, like, a really hard a thing for you, but it was, like, kind of just, like, ten... Mm. Yeah, it sounds complicated. And some massage parlors... I feel like they're kind of like in a, an, a form of like accepted sex work in some ways um, because it's not intercourse and stuff. And I would say that sex work overall, there isn't anything that's fully accepted. Like your parents are still going to get upset at you if they find out that you're camming or that you're stripping or that you sell pictures on the internet. Like 
there oh yeah that question like actually really confused me like mm-hmm. accepted but mm-hmm. yeah i see yeah so like there's no like acceptable sex work societally no. there's no like sex work that's like oh you have that on your resume how about we hire you right now mm-hmm. <laughs> um people will look at you as like a desperate and like in a hole no yeah matter what. i think like there's something that you know you need to something broken about you something that needs to be saved or whatnot so um massage parlors are still under that blanket term and people still deserve respect and they still deserve adequate wages they still deserve to have proper security they deserve to have proper health care i didn't even know about this whole situation i think until like i met your friend who goes to these places Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. they were talking like like very openly about it because I thought it was just like a porn like fantasy thing that oh that must that must like a happy ending massages exist <laughs> yeah no yeah. it's totally real and they have like databases for it like rub maps although I don't know if rub maps got taken down what is oh like literally like that's a yeah it's like it's thing. like an app or it's not I don't know if it's an app but it's, it's like, like a website. A, yeah it's like a website there's like a bunch of um, them actually let me see if I can find it um because I sent it to uh, my f- guest last week. So um, there's like rub maps, erotic, mp.com, and spahunters.com. Oh. Yeah, so like there's various databases. Oh, via Vice article. <laughs> yeah, I know. Vice <laughs> always there with the hard hitting reporting. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'll actually know. but yeah so there's various databases just like there are databases for all kinds of sex work you know like if you want to hire anybody there's always eros eros and i think backpage now has a they've rebooted themselves with backpage Backpage pro oh backpage pro pro okay Mm -hmm. um because a lot of these sites got taken down by sesta and fosta um which cracked down on well it supposedly was supposed to uh, just curtail sex trafficking but in the end it really just harmed people who are sex workers who were using online um, various like media tools to uh, suss out dangerous clients so they were so sex workers had created various like databases to say like don't go with him he's a fucking rapist don't go with him he'll fucking shortchange you don't go with him he's violent Mm. so they had like a list of like don't be with these people and SESTA and FOSTA took down a lot of those protections for sex workers and the ways that people could like make sure that people were okay online and meet people um, instead of having to like do street sex work and and honestly like the creation of things like Craigslist personals and Backpage and whatnot cut down on a lot of violent crimes um, that were that sex workers were subjected to and losing that has been just a terrible blow to our protection. Um, so we're running out of time. <laughs> uh, let's get one more question. Oh. I've gotten this a bunch of times. It's controversial. Whoa, I didn't even know this happened. Okay, I'll uh, read it. Okay. It says, what do you think of Cardi B drugging and robbing clients? What the hell? Is yeah. this, like, true story? Yeah, this is true story. She's, Wait, like, she, talked about it. What? Like, no fucking way. But she was my idol. I don't like drugging people. Robbing, you know, depending on who it is. Yeah. You know, like, kill the rich, steal their money. Yeah, eat the rich. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, drugging? Drugging them? is, like, a... 
Trucking is a hard thing to. It's a hard pill to swallow. Oh, a that's it's wrong. Plans. Yeah, I mean, I cannot be pro drugging somebody. I feel like that's just kind of inherently wrong. I've had too many friends who've been like raped or date raped. Yeah, it's same. I've like, had too many friends who have been like roofied um, or and raped and things like that to just kind of take that lightly and like. Like drugging, as in she's like, yeah, why like, don't like roof? Yeah, I want to say roofies. Fuck. Oh no. Mm-hmm. And uh, what did she have to say about that? What did she? Do? I think it was just like she was like, I did what I had to do because I was like at a place financially where I I needed to. So would she roofie them and then just steal their money? Yeah, she just roofie them and steal their money. Oh, that's almost. Like. <laughs> I don't know if I dislike that anymore because it's just kind of like it's kind of weird because it's like it's like the most benign way that drugging somebody can go because usually it's like super violent like like physical harm and sexual Mm -hmm. assault and stuff like that but like just taking their money I didn't think okay I was imagining it was something like she was drugging them and then like but not with roofies like maybe something like weird and then she's just like coaxing more and more money out of them, which somehow <laughs> it felt was like some, some like crazy like hypnotic <laughs> situation. I, like more, more. I another room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, How about a hundred dollar tip? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! But it's it's kind of almost. I don't want to say that I like it because it still feels really wrong. But it's kind of funny. Yeah, I know it feels really wrong, but it's like. Like, men are like constantly like taking advantage of and us. if they're rich guys like if they're yeah. rich men and it depends on the person it really depends on the person like, and if they come to the club with like a wad of like 500s I guess I just like hundreds. I don't know like the whole story of like what all what the occurrence was like who was it why did she choose to rob them what was going on Things like that. So I'm like, don't, I don't know quite yet. So unequivocal answer. Not sure. Not sure. Not sure is the real. If she's not touching their bodies and stuff, if she's just touching their wallets, I've got to say, like, I'm not super mad about <laughs> stealing from rich people. Yeah, not super mad about it. Um, so I have. Or from people at the club who are, like, broke oh, for whatever Oh, so we're going to, um, I'm going to do... Uh, shout out right now so if you like what you're hearing if you like our content follow me on or subscribe to my patreon at the real pretty boy girl follow me on instagram at pretty boy girl uh consider donating because each of these episodes costs like a hundred dollars and it comes out of my pocket and yes these pockets are deep but it would still be nice <laughs> to <laughs> to have some support um you guys are amazing and continue listening um and now a word from our non-existent sponsors my wife calls me puddles because of my night sweats problem. I'm so embarrassed. I tried everything. I get cold when I sleep naked or under just one sheet. Cranking up the AC is expansive. I changed my diet and started exercising, but I'm still making puddles in my marital bed. Somebody help me! <laughs> <laughs> Introducing Cool Guy, a temperature-regulating comforter. The cool guy will keep you at a comfortable temperature all night using our special patented pollen rears that absorb excess heat and cool your hot body down. Don't let your wife call you puddles. Purchase your cool guy today. 
and that's uh, that's it <laughs> with her in the know. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> My wife calls me puddles. It's been nice knowing y'all. <laughs> uh, we hope you've enjoyed this episode of Ho in the Know. Stay tuned for next week. Next Thursday, we will be putting out another episode. Bye, y'all. Bye. More money. I want your money. I want more money. 